Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ona Sullivan and today's guest on the show is David Garrity, aka Join Me in the Pines. You might also know him as one part of a little old band called Bell X1. You have three dates coming up at Vicar Street on November 29th, 30th and December 1st. That's Friday, Saturday and Sunday. It's Bell X1 acoustic-ish with Dairy Strings. Derry, who have just released a brilliant new song called Numb, which you should definitely check out. But before you do all that, you should listen to this interview with David and myself. It coincides with the release of his second album as Join Me in the Pines, Monomania, which is a bit of a departure in sound from the album that came before, 2014's Inherit. There was a Bell X1 album in between that as well. And he's also released two solo albums as David Garrity as well but monomania is a completely different sound for david and join me in the pines very 80s womack and womack is another influence he says in the interview about david bowie as well so maybe you can kind of guess at the sound if you haven't heard it already but if you have heard it already you know just how much fun this album is so i can only imagine how much fun he's going to have on his four irish shows that are coming up they start this weekend limericks the commercial is october 11th that's this friday he's playing october 12th in the blackgate theater in galway then friday october 18th he's in collins in cork and october 19th it's lost lane in dublin so there are going to be some shows that are definitely worth checking out and check out Monomania as well because it's a really, really great album. And just before we get into it, some housekeeping. If you're in Cork this weekend, Friday, October 11th, 12th and 13th, I'm going to be chairing, hosting uh, the Evolution of Podcasting panel at the inaugural Cork Podcast Festival. That's the launch event of the uh, festival. So looking forward to that. I'm going to be chatting with Tim Desmond, who's a producer on RT Documentaries on One, Jennifer Dollard, who's the content manager of Acast Ireland, and Caroline O'Donoghue, a writer in her own right, who uh, was on The Point of Everything earlier in the year, and she presents a podcast called Sentimental Garbage, which is really, really great that you should uh, definitely check out. That takes place at the Riverley Hotel in Cork, of course, on uh, Friday, October 11th at 6pm, and it's a free show. Later on in the weekend, Sunday, October 13th, at about half five, six o'clock in the Kino, I'm going to be hosting a Point of Everything recording. So if you want to come to that, it's free as well. So uh, it'd be great if you wanted to come along and see me in action, all my ums and ahs and everything in between. It's going to be a really great weekend, loads of great shows. You can check out corkpodcastfestival.com and you'll find plenty of stuff there to listen to. You'll find your next podcast, if nothing else, and you'll be able to see a lot of them in action over the weekend too. But anyway... On with the interview with David Garrity on The Point of Everything. You're just about to head out on some tour dates this week. How have rehearsals been going for the new stuff? Really good. We we were together there um, on Saturday, the four of us. Yeah, we were we were trying out we were trying out some some new uh, cover and yeah, it was lovely lovely just to kind of get back in and, and be playing the the full complement of of uh, the songs, all the songs, um, because I suppose. Having done some <clears throat> festival slots and support slots over the the summer, we we were playing kind of 
half sets or three quarter length sets. So it's nice to actually get back to some of the songs that were that were shelved, um, you know, or th- th- that weren't kind of rolled out for those for those uh, events. So it was nice, yeah, nice, nice to nice to get get to play there through everything again. Spirits are high. We're looking forward to this. What is the live band going to be? Is it going to be the same people who are in kind of? I don't know. I guess uh, the first version of "Join Me in the Pines," the more acoustic version. No, this this is very different. Um, so, as as people may or may not have heard, the, this uh, new album "Monomania" is it's a huge step away from, say, "Inherit" or my my two previous albums to that, which were under my own name. Um, yeah, this is this is a this is a lot more of a electronic upbeat kind of you know shake your tail feathers kind of an album so i just felt i just felt i wanted to kind of make make a different kind of album this time around so it is it is very very different in itself you know um much more electronic and i actually i don't think there's any acoustic guitar on this album at all except for a nylon string guitar in the middle eight of one song uh, but apart from that it's all synths and electric and beats and yeah it's nice it's nice to embrace that new new palette of instruments you know and that follows through to the live band as well the members of it absolutely yeah 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 we're playing with like a nice a nice combination of, of beats and drum kit um for a lot of the songs yeah i like i mean there are there are the there are the live versions as well but there are elements of the album that we've managed to preserve in the live setup of the songs or the live versions so i was thinking like when you were saying that you know like there's barely any acoustic guitar on the album that seems like something that must have felt almost impossible maybe even 10 years ago for someone like you who's like really a guitarist you know is is it kind of almost with pride that you say that like there's almost no acoustic guitar on the album yeah i think i, I think it kind of got to the i mean it wasn't like it wasn't a case of me needing to um you know willfully think of other things to use than the acoustic it's just i never it just it just felt like the last thing that should be picked up when I was recording these songs um, and, and arranging these songs, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess I guess it was just a natural thing, really. And then you know when when I got when myself and Mick Major, who plays bass in the band, who co-produced the album, when we when we got to the end of the album, it was just like it was a, it was a bit of a, a realization moment. Like oh my God, there's, there's actually no acoustic guitar in this except for as I say like the middle eight in the song called Bring Me Love which funnily enough is the song where the heart is is is, is, is most overtly worn on the sleeve yeah I don't, I don't know it was, I think it was it was partially to do with just needing to find a new way in with with music because I'd kind of lost my way a bit with, with music or fallen out of grow with it you know it was largely to do with the help of of Mick, you know, kind of helping me to kind of step outside of myself, so to speak, or you know, my my usual methodology when it comes to kind of arranging songs, you know, the the the, the choice of instrumentation and stuff. So it was, it was, it was. A, I suppose a, a willful step away, but it was only afterwards that it was like, oh God, it was the 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 acoustic guitar was definitely flotsam and jets and. <laughs> Jetson, um, it's a hard word to say. Yeah, it, it, it was it was fun. It was fun to embrace these these new, like the whole you know world of you know synths and and keyboards and and you know beats and just 
kind of rolling my sleeves up and kind of getting stuck into that that whole discipline and that that whole way of approaching that you know those instruments around arranging songs and and you know as a, as a result as well I think working with those different that different instrumentation but it's it's a, it enforced a different approach to actually writing the songs as well you know so that was that, that was that was that was nice as well just you know the 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 end result is very different and the process kind of uh, informed the writing of the songs as well like so it was cool just coming back to what you said about kind of falling out of love with music a little bit was it just in terms of the actual writing of new music or was it kind of it felt like you were just kind of going through the motions of making the music that you can make almost in your sleep yeah it felt maybe maybe it felt a little bit like that i i don't know maybe maybe i was just feeling a bit because because uh, this this is this is my like between bell x1 and solo stuff this is my like 11th studio album so i've i've kind of i've, I've gone through the process a few times over over the last two decades <laughs> and i guess i was i was coming to it again just scratching that familiar itch and you know um facilitating that that urge to put music down and i, I was you know i i kind of as i as i as i got into it it was like kind of like uh these old trousers i'm not sure i want to wear these you know i'm not sure they they fit anymore i'm not sure they're comfortable anymore i'm not like i don't i don't like the don't like the cut of the thread anymore i don't know it's something just and and I knew like that I was going to have to wear those trousers for, you know, going up the mountain and uh, and then kind of knowing where the where the peak of the mountain is and then coming down the other side like as in the the duration of the process of making an album, which the closer you get to completion, the harder it is, the harder it becomes. Um, you know, the resisting winds get stronger. <laughs> so I I just I just I guess I just wanted to. Um, well, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so which is which is when I, you know, was was chatting to to Mick, who's you know a, a good a good long time friend of mine, and he was like, send send stuff across, let me hear where you're at, and because I'd started the process, you know, with with a, with a few songs, and he was really into what he heard, and I, I think I think we just started, I think we just started getting into recording the songs. Really, I mean, it wasn't even a you know a planned kind of binary okay let's 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 do this it was it was just something that we kind of fell into in a very social way and and then when when we kind of raised the bar on one song which is the opening track in the album they must never know that's kind of when i went you know this this working partnership is could be very fruitful and it's really enjoyable um so yeah i guess there was in, there was a new that was that was kind of the that was the door that I wanted unlocked, and then we just stepped through into this new room full of synths and beats, and kind of away we went, you know. So was that uh, first song? Was that the first one that you actually recorded for Monomania, or was it? Did it kind of come halfway through, and you were like, "Oh, okay, this is actually going to work." It was well. We had we had uh, we had the majority of them underway, but that was the first one that kind of clicked. It was the first one that we kind of went, you know, we kind of, um, you know, Mick would come over and stay in my house a couple of times a month, say, and we'd have a few beers and just, you know, tackle the music, um, try and get stuck in earlier on the evening before, you know, our uh, perception got a little clouded, shall we say. We woke up the next morning with kind of 
you know, grubby heads. And before Mick left, I just, I just kind of went, you know, uh, uh, you know, let's just let's just put on the fruits of our labour last night and have a listen because I don't want to be, I don't want to be on my own listening to it with the fear, you know. <laughs> so the two of us kind of sat back. We just looked at each other and went, "This is really good," you know. It was just, it was kind of, it was the next day in the cold light of day that that we went. This is this is really good. So it was lovely then to kind of have a benchmark, or you know, to have the, the bar raised, or to have a song well on its way, pretty much complete bar mixing, and a few, kind of a couple of minor overdubs. You know, that it was well on its way to kind of being something really, really cool. Like that we were that we were first and foremost impressed with ourselves, which is the the important thing, you know. And and then and then it was just a case of trying to achieve that level of contentness or you know excitement about the rest of the tracks then you know so it was it was it was it was cool i think it was just the idea of like i love i love collaborating and, and working with people and it's it's a lot easier to avoid the kind of the creative walls um or the stumbling blocks it's a lot easier to avoid them when you're working with somebody the right people, you know, and, and, you know, you're working with the right people and they can, they can really bring, bring out in you what, what needs to be brought out, you know, your one's potential. Yeah, it was really, it was really exciting. I'm really, and, and I, I think that's why I stuck me, me noggin' on the front of the album as well, because I just felt like I was really excited about this and I really wanted to own it, you know, I just really wanted to kind of go, yeah, this is, this is. I felt. I felt a little bit like me finally arriving or something, you know. <laughs> being, being, being excited, you know. Uh, uh, you know to the extent that I am about this, you know, like even like as a as a as a measure of excitement of the album, like the normally by the end of an album, the last thing I want to do is go near your studio or to work on music and you know, so. But there's 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 actually a whole like other batch of songs that are already underway for another album, you know. Just such was the excitement for continuing to write and explore in this vein, you know. So there's there's like a yeah, I'd say there's there's like half you know three quarters of another album demoed, you know what I mean? Like you know rough rough ideas, um, the ruins of ideas uh, to yet to be rebuilt and and, and cities to be found it, you know, uh, but it's it's well underway, you know. Uh, so, yeah, really, really, really excited about it. That's great that you can go from, like, as you said, almost falling out of love with making music to suddenly finding this creative burst of uh, of everything. Yeah, I think everything needed to change, you know. The pace, you know, the the palette colours, the the method, you know, like uh, it, it being a, in inverted commas, a solo album, but yet working with somebody um, working with somebody else, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think everything everything needed to change, and it's it's only it's only now, right now, this instant actually, I'm kind of realizing that that it wasn't you know kind of changing changing one or, one or two things wasn't going to be enough. Everything had to go, and it had to be a kind of uh, starting from scratch again. You know, a real breaking of the mold. Because as I said, I've been, you know, I could I could literally do an acoustic album in a couple of days, <laughs> but I don't know if I don't know if I'd be excited about that, you know. Well, I probably wouldn't finish it in a few days because I just lose interest, you know. So you have to have this. This um, there has to be something in there that spurs you on to kind of 
you know, to energize you to face those resisting winds, to, you know, which get stronger the closer you, you know, you, you get to, to the finish line. Yeah, everything had to change. Those first two solo albums that you made as David Garrity and the first Join Me in the Pines album, were they very much solo affairs, like no collaboration on them sort of thing? Well, I mean, I had I had other other musicians come in uh, and play play stuff, but in terms of somebody being by my side, like the way Mick was for pretty much every decision, and having somebody that I I would kind of like constantly apologize for sending like mixes or versions by email over to Mick, you know, and he's like, brother, this is ours, this is this is our thing, you know, what I mean? it's like so that like I kind of. It was it was alien to me. I had to keep needing that reassurance to kind of like I'm bothering somebody else with my shit. Do you know what I mean? But it wasn't. It was like you know you know. I think that's just the type of person I am. Um, but you know he had, yeah, he was like you know this is this is this is something that we're we're working on together. Do you know what I mean? So you know I'm here for you days. So which which is which is which is lovely. You know, um, and I think that that constant. Uh, reassurance like just allowed I've I kind of felt like a nice pressure to kind of really bring to the album what you know to try and kind of you know impress Mick you know and and you know as, as well as myself because I kind of had to really go well you know I'm I'm kind of cause anybody who's made an album knows like it's blood sweat and tears it's like you know you're sitting down with your family and you're kind of going yeah yeah I'm part of this conversation when your mind is off kind of trying, trying to you know find that elusive hook for the chorus of this troublesome song you know whatever it's you know it's it's um it's 24 7 until you actually put it to bed it's a form of torture <laughs> you know so it was, it was lovely lovely to have uh have mick along for the uh tortures right <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said uh that this is your 11th album that you've made that's in about like 19 years basically two decades i think like it doesn't sound like it's uh that difficult sort of thing that torturous but do you totally understand then like people who spend years and years and years are uh, like agonizing over making albums like over very specific tiny sounds yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, I do, I do like as 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 kind of we have started to use the word torturous, but I, I'm kind of being <laughs> facetious when I say this, uh, or when I when I when I use that word. But um, I think an album kind of has to, you have to, you just have to move on, and you have to, you have to put it to bed. Like you know, um, I think the longer something's going on, you know, the, the more unraveling you start to do. It just it just starts to come undone. Like you move further away from the 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 initial kind of uh, spark that you know drove you to to, to begin the process. Um, but but you know it's it's more so it's more so songs that that can kind of go on. Like you know um, so when Monomania was going on, Mick was Mick was was my wingman, and he he is a singer in a band called Bon Tom Ruler, B O N T O N R O U L E R. It's French for Good Times Roll, classic Mick. Um, and so he was recording his album, and I was, you know, his. Well, I, I, I still am his wingman on that because we've we've yet to put that one to bed. Very close to. But he was saying the other day, like, the, you know, there's a song, the last song that's trying to come together on his album. The song itself has been around since about 2003 or four, and you know, the the sentiment, the lyric predates 
that even further. Do you know what I mean? And I know from like the last album I did, uh, Inherit, there was a song on that called In the Ground. I tried to record it for 2007's Killer Darlings, 2009's The Victory Dance. Didn't work. Finally found a home on Inherit. You know, so you can kind of really struggle with individual songs sometimes. And they're the real killers because you, 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 you think you've kind of lost, lost the ability to, to actually finish a song of well to finish a song basically you know um even if it is a difficult one to to nail so yeah i think i can i can totally understand you know to answer your question i can totally understand people's kind of uh what yeah when they when they when they talk about how difficult it is or torturous to make an album um because yeah I've, i've i've kind of been through it a few times uh but it was lovely, as I said, this time. Just I, I feel there's real energy and, and, and vitality and excitement in this in this new album, Monomania. And thanks to, you know, Mick's involvement, you know, it's great. Um, I did a bit myself, so here and there. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, did you actually find any of the songs uh, were kind of troublesome to actually nail down uh, any of these 10 tracks or did they all come pretty easy? Like, did you have any from kind of back back along that you were like oh this might work actually as this type of song now I think let me see just scanning the album in my head here I think I think what another thing that really excites excites me is that I had I had kind of gotten through a lot of um, old ideas particularly in the first album to a lesser extent on the second album The Victory Dance both in the male name um, and then it was kind of, you know, for the first time with Inherit, there was a majority of songs written fresh and new for for Inherit, the 2014 album. But this album was like, this was 100% new, new songs. And I think that's why I felt, well, it kind of had to be because like I was saying, I didn't want to have anything that that had even a faint smell of must mustiness of it. <laughs> had to be bright and shiny new with like um a lovely uh pink bright pink veneer on it like the color of the vinyl um you know it had to be it had to be this new this new vibrant thing um so i think all the songs were kind of written specific you know specifically for this album but but in 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 a way that i described or actually i haven't described uh, and in a way that was basically starting with grooves and bass lines and song structures and then kind of taking a leaf out of the, the Bowie slash Eno Berlin trilogy method of songwriting, which is you, you, you kind of create a soundscape or a, a bed of a sonic bed for a song to live in. And then, so basically Bowie and Eno will kind of work up this, this song, a backing track. And then Bowie would, would kind of get to a point where he kind of go, I think, I think it's, it's ready for my vocals now, and then he would, he would, he would, he would sing over it. And all the, all the time, we kind of apparently he, he would he would have been scribbling lyrics that the music would have inspired. So it just really kind of compounded and uh, you know solidified the you know each each song having its own character and personality. You know that the lyrics were born out of the the sounds that they were making and hearing back in the studio. So it was it was that it was that kind of a thing. And just you know, a song like feels so heavy. It's what what is what is that about you know <laughs> lyrically you know and 
you know, I I kind of I kind of know what it's about, but it's purposefully a bit like wobbly and border borderline kind of creepy pop kind of thing. I don't know. It's like it's just just having fun like with with it all, you know. But it was nice. It was nice to be able to, to do that because you know you start trying to have fun on your own, you start talking to yourself. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> um, just musically i suppose like the 80s are kind of all over monomania and prince maybe in particular for from my ears um why do you think i don't i don't know if you'd agree with that first of all and why do you think if so that sound kind of persists decades later i think because he prince prince was amazing at making first of all inclusive feel good music that made made people feel good about themselves and made made a room feel good you know a room full of people having a good time but he also like you know masterfully married like the the ability to kind of to talk about things that were like really vividly heartfelt and real life you know um that he 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 kind of married those 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 things beautifully and and you know just you know the production on his on his on his albums are amazing. I, I've I've only really come to the eighties like very late in the day because in the eighties when I was growing up in the eighties I I hated the, I hated the music. I thought it was just really two dimensional and you know synthetic and bleepy bloppy. I was just like you know I was listening to prog rock and everything from mums and papas to like you know. Yes, and Genesis and all these kind of proggy bands and Tin Lizzy and Zeppelin and you know that's 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 what I was listening to when I was growing up. I just thought the eighties was a load of nonsense. But it's funny, twenty years later coming coming back to it, um, that I, I never would have thought that I would have made an album like this when I was growing up. It was it was always it was always about the the kind of you know um, organic textures of acoustics and acoustic drums and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I mean, there's plenty of that on this album, but um, yeah, it's fun like to, to to have gone back and for me, the 80s is not an old sound. For me, it's a kind of it's a new, it's a new exciting thing. And you know, loads loads of people have have gone back to it, but for me, it's kind of coming to it for the first time. You know, <laughs> I'm 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 ashamed to say, but excited to say because it's like it's it's a new toy. You know, it's a new thing. And is is there any competition? Between yourself and your fellow Bell X One member Paul Noonan, who's doing his own solo stuff, do you ever kind of like check in, like, oh, how's how's it all going with uh with the solo stuff? Sure. How 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 could we ever compete? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Have you have you gotten back together and like started talking about Bell X One stuff, or are you very much happy kind of doing your own thing at the moment, plow, plowing your own furrows? We're 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 definitely doing that, uh, playing around furrows. Um, but we were together um, a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be getting together again next week because we've we've written a couple of songs, two songs, one each, with a view to recording them with um, with Dowry strings. We just felt we wanted to have some new music to to play live. And to kind of warrant us, you know, being out there live again, it's, you know, like we were, we're hugely appreciative of, of people coming out to see us again and again. And it's, it's, 
it's quite incredible, and we we you know we're we're really really grateful for that. But at the same time, we want to kind of we don't like we're we don't want to take the piss out of that. Like we, we kind of go like you know we we need to we need to make make some new music for these wonderful supporters and you know lovers of our music. So yeah, so we're just very 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 excited about that. There's two cool new tracks, an upbeat one, downbeat one. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing how they they turn out with with the quartet. Hear what Aina does, and then with like with the with the the new round of gigs as well um, in Vicker Street and beyond. We're going to try a couple of songs that we haven't done before with the, with the, with the quartet. So that's it's going to be cool. It sounds like you've hit a very uh, like a great creative streak at the moment. Like you said that you've already got the like three quarters of a new um, uh, Pines album done you've got this new bell x1 stuff that seems to be coming to you pretty easily it sounds like you're you've hit a creative hot streak or, or is it just something that's always been there it's just like not work ethic but something similar yeah i guess i guess it is a work ethic and uh you know i mean i remember i think it was <laughs> uh mick might have mentioned the brilliant patty smith quote where you know like i said this is you know it was sorry to quote patty smith it, you know, it's our it's our responsibility to try and serve up the best the best music, the best art, the best that we can do. You know, we've been we've been given, we've been granted that that responsibility and that opportunity. You know, so uh, I think it's about honouring that and um, trying to trying to continue to make hay while we've been granted the sunshine. You know, by supporters and people who come to the gigs and. Yeah, I think like it is. It is. It is hard, but it's it, it's less hard now that I found that this 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 new chutzpah, this new verve, this kind of new energy. You know, that there's there are many ways to write a song. There are many ways to commit music to hard disc. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a, it's a mixture of wanting to uh, fulfil that urge and um, to 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 create, and also just to healthy mental pressure that comes with the responsibility we've been given you know to to do it and and it sounds like you're uh as happy as ever as well making it too yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited i'm excited i'm kind of wondering where where i'm gonna i'm hoping to extend extend the length of the week or the hours in the day but because of a couple of film projects coming up next year as well <laughs> but you know it's nice it's nice to have the home studio i can nip in and out all the time much to my better half's frustration. <laughs> yeah, the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly of all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, listen, thanks, thanks a million for the chats, and uh, best of luck with everything. And hopefully, you do find all the hours in the day to uh, get everything that you need to get done. Thank you so much, Owen. Yeah. Thanks for your time, dude. <laughs>